You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 5720 Ridge Avenue. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 p.m. We're in this journey of Lent, these 40 days that lead us up to Easter, and um, we've been considering each week the words of Jesus to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. Tonight I want to think about uh, what it means to be weak and what it means to be strong. Our culture sets us up to think about these things in a particular way that's totally different from the way of Jesus. So it's worth considering what messages we absorb and how we how that affects us and our ability to live our life of faith. In general, I think that we value, we really value being strong. It's an admirable trait. Probably most of us want to be described that way. Uh, strength of character and heart means that you're a person who has some substance, right? That you know who you are. In the face of adversity, you can hold on. You can maintain what matters most to you and not be changed when there's uh, opposing forces. We, we can all probably think of someone that we would describe as strong and we admire them for it and uh, might probably want to be like them in some way. We really value strength as a physical characteristic too. We usually associate being healthy with being strong. Uh, being strong physically means that you have endurance. You're able to defend yourself, to hold your own. You can do stuff, right? Many, many facets of our culture's entertainment industry are built around being strong. Can you think of some? It's okay to admit we all watch them. American Ninja Warrior. All of them. Anybody? <laughs> Superhero movies. Football. All right, maybe, maybe y'all don't watch them as much as my seven-year-old wants to, but um, yeah, you get the idea. Whether it's CrossFit, Champions, or Extreme Sports, or Ninja Warriors, or Superheroes, um, the capacity to do something that most other people cannot do is captivating. It's very entertaining. And watching someone do something what we ourselves know that we could not do somehow feels good. Um, it doesn't even matter if we haven't been to the gym in weeks. You know, we, we could be sitting on the couch eating ice cream and watching someone else's feet of great strength and it's, it feels good. <laughs> all right. At least some people can relate to that. Um, we would probably all rather be healthy and strong than be weak and vulnerable. It usually doesn't feel good to experience weakness in our own bodies. When our bodies do remind us of how limited our capacity is, it can be very discouraging. Whether, whether by our own neglect or by sickness 
or age or injury. We're, we're limited physical human beings. And experiencing our vulnerability in our bodies can lead to frustration, depression, even a sense of hopelessness. Being reminded that our finite resources in our bodies um, does not usually make us feel good. Sometimes when our own efforts and, and doctor's efforts cannot solve the problems that we are having, it can be even consuming in our own minds. Our bodies and our minds work together. So when we don't feel strong physically, it affects how we think about ourselves. On this Lenten journey, uh, you may be dissatisfied with your own inability to even do what you intend to do. You might find yourself saying with the Apostle Paul, my spirit is willing, but my flesh is weak. At the same time that all of us have learned that it's better to be strong, those of us who are generally considered strong people might get tired of being strong all the time. If you are a competent person, you may need to be responsible and together. If you're a caregiver with a dependent person who relies on you, like a child or uh, a, a loved one with chronic illness, you probably organize a lot of your life being strong for the sake of others. Also, when the world is organized to benefit certain people and oppress others, your survival might be at stake. You, you might work uh, in a high-stress or high-stakes job, and you have to have it together because there's a lot riding on you. When people that you think, or, excuse me, when people think that you are emotionally strong, they often count on you to hold your emotions closely so that they can feel all of theirs all over the place and still feel safe with you. Essentially, as, you know, as long as you have it together, I don't have to. I can lose it. So while it is admirable to be strong, it can be wearying. We can get tired of keeping up this persona that's reinforced by those around us who want us to be strong or else victimize and blame us if uh, or when we somehow are not strong enough. I was thinking about this already when a friend told me that this just happened to her. So you might be feeling the same way. There's a lot of pressure inside and out to be strong. But Jesus offers us relief another way of being. Our weakness is the very place out of which strength in Christ will come. The Apostle Paul talks about it plainly in 2 Corinthians 11. Can somebody read this for us? Even Paul can relate to this. 
He goes on to say more in the next chapter, chapter 12. Somebody else read this for us. Thanks, Benjamin. I need borrow. Paul struggled in weakness, and he begged God to take it from him, that which made him feel weak. But he came to realize in the struggle that his weakness drew him to Christ and revealed Christ to those around him. His dependence made it all the more evident that God was at work in him. When we feel weakness, um, well, we need to feel our weakness, to accept our dependence, to surrender ourselves, even die to ourselves, in order to be raised up and filled up and strengthened in God through Christ in a new life, a life that is not about our own capacity. I don't think we can get there any other way. That's probably why we need Lent every year to help us learn how to suffer our weaknesses, our sin, so that we can die to ourselves, so that we can be raised up into a new life in Christ. I was just with a crew of 16 people who wanted to talk about making a covenant with Circle of Hope. Aubrey hosted us in her home in Germantown. And we were talking about baptism. We were, when, when we baptize people, we dunk them in the water as a sign that their old selves die and are buried in order to be raised up again into new life with Christ. As Jesus approached his own death, he told his disciples, very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. This seed dying that Jesus is talking about reminded me of the seeds of a sequoia tree. I was just on retreat in the woods, so I spent a lot of time looking at the trees. And it reminded me of the sequoia tree. They, um, they need fire in order to reproduce. Fire helps to release the seeds from their cones. It's the heat that does it. In the burning, potential for new life is released. And the interesting thing is that in, it, as fire suppression techniques have developed, um, those techniques have become a threat to the giant sequoia because actually they're very dependent on fire. 
It not only releases seeds from their cones, but it recycles nutrients in the soil and reduces competition from other trees. It removes undergrowth and it exposes bare soil in which uh, the new seedlings can take root. It also opens up holes in the forest canopy so that light can get in for the young seedlings. So here's a little Lenten lesson from the trees today. Resisting suffering could keep you from new life. So don't suppress it. Pay attention to it. Get in touch with your weakness. Suffer your own humiliating struggles. And let them point us to new life in Christ. I think it's just so easy to resist and defend against our brokenness and our weakness. It's hard to admit how vulnerable and dependent we are. Sometimes we're so built up in ourselves because we don't want to be that needy. We don't want to need a savior. Maybe in concept we do, but in reality it's hard to be in need of saving. It feels safer to try to be secure in your own capacity or your own self-sufficiency. So the invitation tonight is to allow this Lenten journey to open you up like that cone and the seed. Let the seed that is you get released to the possibility of new life. Think of a situation where you're stuck. Try to get into your, your own suffering. Whatever gets you there. It could be your body. Maybe, maybe your body is telling you how vulnerable you really are. Maybe just being here in a group of people in an uncomfortable situation or something where you don't know what's going to happen next. Maybe that's just reminding you how susceptible you are to the temptation to do anything else than show up. But the practice of, of flexing our spiritual muscles together makes us stronger. Dying opens up the possibility of new life. Trying to get better on your own doesn't usually work. We need to give up completely. Or like Jesus told the rich man in Luke 18, sell all of your stuff. Abandon your security. Lay down your own efforts to make yourself better. We often believe that we must save ourselves, even from ourselves, rather than simply surrender to God wholly. The way to get better isn't to save ourselves, but to, to surrender ourselves, to let yourself and your faith get planted in a new way this Lent. Author and priest Richard Rohr, um, in his book Falling Upward, which I was also reading on retreat, he says that for decades, decades he has prayed for one good humiliation a day and then watch his own reaction to it as a way of spotting his shadow self, the parts of himself that stay hidden until there's a light that shines on it. So you think about it, you know, a shadow, that's how a shadow works. You only see a shadow when the light comes on to shine on someone or something. So a shadow side of yourself is a reflection of you that you don't normally see and you don't want others to see. 
Jesus said, if the lamp within you, in fact, is in fact darkness, what darkness there will be. We need the light of Christ to shine in us so we can see ourselves clearly and let our, our weaknesses be seen. So if the, if the first paradox of strength is that you must die to yourself, the second one is this. It's also from Jesus and also from the trees. We aren't made to be strong alone. Here's another image to help us with it. These are the redwoods. Oh, I forgot to point out there was a tiny little person at the bottom. Did you see it? It just puts everything in perspective. So there's some people in this one too. These are the Pacific Coast redwood trees. Um, they can grow up to 300 feet or more, which, um, to put that in perspective, is about six and a half times as long as a semi-trailer truck stacked on top of each other. Uh, it's also eight and a half times as tall as a telephone pole. So imagine that stacked up in these tall trees. They are the tallest tree on earth. And yet their root system is only about six feet deep, possibly up to 12 feet. They get their strength by extending their roots more than 50 to 100 feet horizontally. And then they, they live in groves where their roots intertwine and even fuse together as they grow out. And that enables them to withstand high winds and flooding. I was with Steve in Seattle about 10 years ago, and we got to see some of these incredible redwood trees. And just standing there in the grove looking up, watching them sway, you couldn't even see the tops of them. It's mesmerizing. The strength of these trees and their ability to survive the elements comes from this foundational place of growing together. And the, the history of this practice of Lent is all about communally entering our grief, our suffering, our sin, in solidarity with each other. It's like intertwining our spiritual roots together. And that root system supports the newest and the oldest trees right alongside each other. Baby redwood trees often sprout at their parent's base, and they latch onto the parent's roots for nutrients. And because this happens, redwoods often grow in circular clusters. So we need, we need each other. We need one another to grow in our faith together. The baby sapling right along the giant 300-foot tree. We need each other to relate, to dream, to do, to work together, to see ourselves in a new way, and even to withstand the challenges as they come. Sometimes those challenges happen precisely because we're growing so close together. There's no quicker way to um, 
find a challenge than to relate and to partner with others who are on their own journey. Sometimes we come up to these humbling discoveries about how brittle or how limited we are, even in our ability to love one another. We easily can feel the sting of someone else's reproach or insult and quickly just feel our shame. Too soon we turn away and we lick our wounds and we forget to look for God's grace. We forget that we're foundationally intertwined with each other. And that is how we're meant to grow. But the truth of this strength in Christ is that God is sustaining our life together. Our strength is not our own, but it's one that comes from God. Our life is not our own, but it's one that comes from God. So as we die to ourselves, as we grow one another up, as we share the nutrients that we have, we are able to go to these places of um, suffering and darkness and come through with Christ on the other side, being raised up into a new life together. Let me pray for us, and then there's time for us to talk back. Jesus, thank you for making a way for us that does not depend on our own capacity or our own strength, but it is in fact fueled by your spirit and the power of God at work in us. We need your power, we need your spirit to be revealed in our life together. Keep doing that work. Thank you for the miracle that it is. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.